Time for the rural news with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally. It's been a dismal season for avocado growers. Yes, the current season will be one to forget. With record low volumes of avocados exported, they're down by more than a million trays so far, with many orchards still recovering after three seasons of terrible weather. Quality issues have oversupplied the domestic market with lower grade fruit pushing down prices, which may be good for us consumers but not for the country's growers. Avocado New Zealand Chief Executive Brad Seabert says with only a few weeks left of the export season, volumes are much lower than anticipated. We've got a season forecast overall for the industry of about 4.4 million. We have an export flow plan of about 1.4 million. When you look at previous years of 2.6 million, we're well over a million trays down on our export volumes and obviously New Zealand market volumes are are up again. Mr Seabert says there's increased competition from Australia pushing into key markets like India but fortunately New Zealand has been able to send fruit to Canada for the first time and is back exporting to the US. In the domestic market, he says retail prices were on average $2.48 per avocado this time last year, but are now averaging $1.75, which has made it pretty rough for growers. We're coming to the tail end of a pretty rough export season for, for all parties involved, especially growers. All the inputs that go into an orchard, those costs are increasing and the service and the contractors they use. So it's just that perfect storm where we've got The world growing avocados, we've got increased competition in our export markets and that just results in those lower returns that growers are seeing coupled with those increased prices of inputs on orchard. Brad Seabert says they're looking ahead to next season which which is expected to have a much larger crop. A year after produce was washed down the streets of Pukekohe, vegetable growers are still recovering from the Auckland anniversary weekend storm. The floods washed out culverts, caused slips on hill country farms and washed some vegetable crops in Pukekohe off the fields. Pukekohe Vegetable Growers President Carrot Macon says a lot of soil was moved by the floodwaters and on, and on some farms it's been too wet to move it back. The recovery is still happening, just in terms to in terms of crops uh, starting to come off the ground now, and hopefully we're going to have better quality than last year. And also, obviously, there's still uh, some remnants of you know the soil movements and, and stuff that will be rectified this summer and, and things like that. But overall, I think everybody's you know um, sort of faring quite well. That's carrot making. Fonterra's Edendale site in Southland is next in line to have one of its coal boilers switched out for a renewable energy alternative. The dairy giant will replace it with a new electrode boiler that uses electricity to create steam. Director of Technical Excellence Chris Kane says once operational by mid-next year, the new boiler will reduce emissions by 47,500 tonnes of carbon dioxide each year. We're well underway um, with shifting our manufacturing operations to renewable and sustainable energy sources. In fact, over the past six years, we have carried out decarbonisation projects at five different sites, and we're looking forward to continuing this momentum with this latest announcement. We've got a, um, a roadmap we will go through, and we will take the opportunity to change those boilers one at a time. But we are committed out of coal by 2037. We'll, we'll accelerate it if we can. And the $36 million cost of switching to the new electrode boiler is being co-funded by Fonterra and the government's Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority. 
New research has found if nothing is done to stop the spread of invasive weed, Chilean needlegrass, it could cost the country more than a billion dollars. Councils in Hawke's Bay, Canterbury and Marlborough are busy trying to control the tussock-like grass, first found in New Zealand back in the 1920s. Its sharp, penetrating seeds cause blindness in livestock, pelt and carcass damage and the loss in pasture quality and grazing access means farm production takes a financial hit. Ag Research Principal Scientist Dr Graham Bordeaux says new modelling shows if over the next 100 years the weed spreads across spreads to 90% of the country's susceptible land, or 4 million hectares, it could cause more than a billion dollars in production losses. It's a pretty nasty grass, by far one of the worst grasses uh, we've brought into New Zealand. To avoid those animal health and carcass quality issues, what farmers do in Australia, where they also have this problem, they take the stock off infested paddocks during the seeding period. The stock has to be off for about a quarter of the year, roughly, and that results in about a 25% reduction in the income from that paddock. And we've used that figure in our modelling to estimate the potential economic cost should we let this thing spread. Dr Graham Bordeaux says knowing the weed's potential economic and animal welfare impacts in a warming climate will help councils prioritise funding for weed management. And lastly, a company making fence posts out of recycled plastic is turning its attention to the construction sector. Future posts use plastic waste recycled from domestic and commercial sources to create fence posts largely for farming, horticulture and viticulture. Chief Executive Jerem Winslick says vineyards and orchards make up about 60% of the business and farming about 40%. But he says in the past few months they've started getting into the construction game by manufacturing three metre long rails to use in building. We've only sort of just recently, well, you know, in the last month or two, started doing rails. And that's something that people have all, always asked us about. Between the two factories, we'll recycle. Uh, it'll be over 4,000 tonne. Uh, you know, that's a heck of a lot of plastic that's not going to landfill or, you know, being collected and actually being recycled into something here in New Zealand. So, yeah, there's a lot of posts. Jerem Winslick says Future Posts has room to grow now its six-month-old Blenheim factory is up and running at full capacity and there's been good interest for the sustainable building materials from customers both here and abroad. And that's the rural news for this week. Koya Koya rā te porongo o te tai whenua, kia pai tōra.